Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to my podcast, Mindful Drinking for Women, which is about just that. I help women get unobsessed with drinking alcohol by getting really honest with themselves about why they are over-drinking in the first place and how to replace harmful drinking habits with empowered mindfulness, which includes the ability to drink less or to choose not drinking at all. Hi, my name is Jessica Betancourt. I'm a certified life coach and a hypnotherapist specializing in addiction transformation. I sound a little nasally and congested because, first of all, has anyone else gotten so sick these past few weeks? Holy moly. It's like unending viral attack of the lungs over here in my house. And I have been coughing so hard. I have a sweet, raspy, raspy tone. And I have a persistent headache that feels like a hangover, but I haven't been drinking, so this is not what it is. But I've also coughed so much that I think I have given my abs a pretty good workout. So, silver lining. Any hooter, I hope that um, you are on the mend if you've been unwell with this insane mutant virus, or if you are lucky enough to have avoided all of this and not caught it, please stay well, wash your hands, and Godspeed. Which brings me to today's topic. Things that you wish were true about alcohol. So I actually had this exact conversation with one of my clients recently. She has also been intensely ill and she thought, I'm going to drink some hot toddies to make me feel better. And so she did and she did not feel better. She actually felt worse and that experience though validating something that she already rationally and logically knew, that alcohol doesn't help you get well, doesn't boost your immune system or anything like that, it conflicted with something that she wanted to believe. Because only the story that you have about alcohol and the beliefs that are embedded in those stories are actually giving you what you think is health. It is a mental reprieve despite the presence of physical evidence. But you will go looking for that evidence anyway. Let me explain. So we humans hate to be wrong. Most of us, most of the time. Am I right? You know what I'm saying? Get what I mean? So listen to those seemingly casual throwaway statements that I just made. We love to be agreed with. By others, for sure, But we have to find agreement within ourselves first and foremost because we do not have tolerance for cognitive dissonance, which is the experience of holding two conflicting beliefs at the same time. So one of those those beliefs might be knowledge-based, it might be fact-based, but one of those beliefs might be a fabrication of what we came up with at a time when it made sense. So let me explain a little bit further. If we can't or won't change a belief, probably the one that's not helping us, then we need to maintain and exhibit behavior that it is that is in agreement with the belief. And we will keep looking for ways to test the belief and gather evidence for its viability, even if it means doing the same behavior over and over again. So some examples. I believe that alcohol helps me manage stress. 
that was definitely a belief that I used to have for show. So you drink every night when it's a high stress time in your household to create a buffer between yourself and the stressors. Pardon me. <clears throat> I believe that alcohol helps me sleep. So you end the night with one or more nightcaps to dull your senses and awareness into a depressed state so you can fall asleep. I believe that alcohol gives me social confidence. So you drink before and during any social event to avoid any sort of anxiety or jitters. But as anyone who has these types of thoughts already knows, these statements are not entirely true. They're not evidence and fact-based. They're fabrications. They're fabricated beliefs. You believe or want to believe that they are but any scientific evidence will show you the contrary. It won't matter what anyone tells you, though, as long as you insist on being right in what you currently believe. We love to back up and defend our beliefs because we hate to be wrong. But the habit can never change then. It will be a struggle. It will feel hypocritical and it will feel out of alignment because you are operating from a place of trying to defend with your actions your beliefs that are actually damaging you. And your intellect already knows this. You just need to get your subconscious on board. We need to be in alignment with our beliefs and our actions. And we're always going to go exhibit behavior that matches our beliefs. So if we try to change the behavior first, but we leave the belief alone, we will always revert back to behavior that matches the belief. We have to be in accordance with what we think and what we believe and what we do. So what needs to change first is the story, the perceived belief that you're telling yourself is true. But since we hate to be wrong, it hurts our egos and it makes us feel vulnerable and yucky and we generally don't like that, we end up in a futile, futile cycle of trying to prove ourselves right by going out into the field and gathering evidence. And we don't stop until we've proven our beliefs correct. Like if you are certain, for example, like I used to be, that alcohol will help you manage grief by consuming enough of it that you could no longer feel anything, then you have proven yourself correct. Oh, my door is going to slam. No, okay. <laughs> and then because it worked once or more than once, but maybe by using the term working, what we're actually really saying is that you blacked out or passed out. You go do it again. Reconfirming your belief and therefore stabilizing it even further. Because beliefs, interestingly enough, are more powerful and swaying and influential than any pile of research or science or fact-based studies. Why? Because they mean more to us. They mean something to us. They're personal. They're ours. And they're woven into the fabric of our identity. And to have our beliefs questioned or exposed as false makes us feel like we're wrong or bad or stupid or shameful. And this notion also is just a belief, a deeply ingrained cultural one, but a belief nonetheless that it is bad to be wrong that we're flawed if we're wrong, if we've made a mistake in what we thought was true. And here's something that I wish I had known a long time ago. 
You make up all of your beliefs. Yes, they come from meanings that you made up about yourself or other people or the world around you based on your personal experiences of life, filtered through your own perceptions, and they are highly colored and tainted by the institutions, communities, families, organizations, and social structures that you belong to. And we take them at face value a lot of the time. We cease to question them. We don't bother to look at them or dissect them because they get misconstrued as facts or truth, whereas really they're fabrications. But if we treat them like a belief, we also have to have actions that match the belief. So if you want to change an action, you must look at the belief that's keeping it intact first. Yeah. You really take for granted what you think is true. We do. We all do. And we protect these beliefs because without them, we'd be questioning who we really think we are. And that, frankly, is scary. It's an unknown, an uncertainty. It's an unfamiliar feeling. And the deeper recesses of your mind like the familiar. And they like the comfy, cozy, same old, same old. And so when you do actually begin to deviate from your regular patterns, there can be a bit of a freak out or a lot of a freak out, which is why in my methodology, I encourage small changes implemented daily over a course of time. And I advocate for allowing your nervous system to adapt to changes that it can handle so that they'll stick and so that you can gradually begin to untie the knots of damaging maladaptive behaviors. I have my clients gently poke at their beliefs, stir them up a bit and open them up to look at them with a fresh set of eyes, ones that weren't part of the original belief formation. Because usually what happens, what I see over and over again in cases of alcohol addiction, is that the behavior is related to a belief that is very, very old and outdated problem or the circumstances as it were that helped form the belief are actually no longer even present in the person's life but the belief remained and the belief seeks accordance and validation for its own existence and so the way out my friend is to allow yourself to be wrong allow yourself some grace and compassion to be wrong about what you thought was right, or said a little more comfortably, practice the art of changing your mind. Let's make it fashionable to be wrong. I remember in one of my grad school classes, there was a guy who was a bit of an a-hole, if you will, and most students had an issue with him. And it turned out that he had suffered a deep tragedy. And once this became known, we could feel more compassion for him less judgment, more open, and more forgiving. And I recall one girl said, man, is there anything better than being wrong about somebody? And I thought that was really quite profound at the time, and it really stuck with me. It actually felt good to identify that I had been wrong because it then followed that I was capable of changing my mind. And you are no different. You can also change your mind and be flexible and compassionate with yourself. 
So if you'd like to work with me personally and have me hold your hand and guide you in an experience of changing your mind about who you think you are and what you think alcohol means to you, I have a new group program open for enrollment currently and it begins on January 2nd. It goes for six weeks and it is a small group where you will have safety, confidentiality, resources, and the ability to change your mind with the help of hypnosis and alternative therapies. It's called Unobsessed and you can book a complimentary call with me to see if it's a good fit for you. There's a link there in the show notes. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day. Stay healthy, be well, treat your body and yourself well, and I look forward to being with you again soon.